quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I'm trying to understand Buenos Aires. But I've only got a week. amazing they work, you know? I still like, I look at a plane, I'm figuring, I understand scientifically how they fly, but it doesn't look like it should work. No, it doesn't. That's a big hunk of metal. Yeah. And who are these people? Are they waiting for friends to arrive or no? They're just here looking at planes. Yes, it's popular. You come here and you watch a couple of planes come and go. The whole family. Buenos Aires, capital of Argentina, second largest country in South America. It's got a quirky, unique character all its own. It looks like no other place, and it feels unlike any other. Very pretty here. I mean, it's really beautiful. I'm glad I came in the summer. It's when it's quiet. It's got sort of a mournful, sad, 
sweet quality that I like. Fits with the architecture. everybody go like now where is everybody the city's empty the month of January everyone go for holidays January and February are the hottest months here middle of summer and most porteños who can afford it get out of town to cooler climes they go to Uruguay or Mar del Plata which is our beach or to Patagonia or to the north I have a home in Patagonia, uh-huh. far away from any restaurant. It has no internet, no electricity, no phone. I mean, it's a little antisocial. For not, a guy who's a communicator, you're all over television. Yeah, I am not very social. Chef restaurateur Francis Malman is one of the biggest and most influential figures in Latin American gastronomy. A TV star, head of a restaurant empire, and now in middle age, gives delightfully few shits about anything unimportant. This is a restaurant I love, Carlitos. He serves you whatever he has. There's no menu. Of all the places in the world that Francis Malman can eat and has eaten, it's this place he wanted to take me to. Bodigan Don Carlitos. <laughs> it's him and his wife in the kitchen with the two daughters. There's nobody else, and they've been open for 45 years. An unassuming family-run joint across from the soccer stadium. So who are the customers ordinarily? You, you know, it doesn't have prices. It's fun because you, you see very simple people, and if you look sort of wealthy and elegant, you will get a big check, and if not, you'll get a small check. That's the way it works. Ah, uh, this is Carlitos. Carlitos. How do you How do, you? sir? We can. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. Oh, well, this guy. There are gods here besides tango and football, or soccer as we call it. There's beef. Porteños, as residents of Buenos Aires are called, like beef and meat in general, but particularly beef. That's fantastic. And I love this place already. Yes, I love meat. I eat meat every day. La morcilla. Now that's exciting. This is one of my favorite things on earth. Le boudin. Love it. It's a proud country. I mean, one of the stereotypes is that Argentines are too proud, that they're in full of themselves, vain, proud. If this is so, why is psychotherapy so huge in this country? <laughs> this is the kingdom of doubt. You know, my kids have been to the shrink since they're eight for a year or two. Just, you know, well, we go to the shrink and talk to someone who you don't know. Right. With whom you can say whatever you want. I did it myself a couple of years when I was 30. I mean, it's an extraordinary thing because in many cultures, to confess that you need to even confide in someone is seen as a sign of weakness. Here, everybody does it, and in no way frowned upon it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Because I could, I could really, I could use somebody. To, I, I need somebody to talk to. Have you ever done it? Um, I was a teenager. My parents caught me with drugs, and as part of the deal to uh, stay out of uh, 
uh, stay out of trouble. I, I saw a therapist briefly. Mm-hmm. Meet Mariana, my therapist. Argentina has the distinction of being home to more head shrinkers per capita than anywhere else in the world. So, Tony, what brought you here? What brought me here? Uh, well, things have been happening. Like, uh, I will find myself in an airport, for instance, and I'll order an airport hamburger. It's an insignificant thing. It's a small thing. It's a hamburger. Yeah. But it's not a good one. Suddenly, I look at the hamburger and I find myself in a spiral of depression. Yeah. That can last for days. George Orwell said something that really upset me. He talked about human beings are essentially tubes into which we shove food. Mm-hmm. And this is my job. I travel around the world with these people, and and they turn on the cameras. And then, for a certain period of time, my job is to shove food into my face. And, and what's wrong with that? Uh, You have to eat. Look at that. They're just not messing around here, right? Beautiful. I mean, it's perfect food. Wow. I mean, it's really unnecessarily delicious. What kind of food is this? Where is it rooted? Between Italy and Spain, and then a bit of the gaucho too, with the meat, the way he cooks it. It's La Boca, this neighborhood, is very Italian. They say that this is where Tango was born, in this little street, two blocks away here, called Caminito. And where does that come from, emotionally? The need for Tango, why here? Tango is, is extremely sad. It's about love, about despair, it's about poverty. And the dance, I think, is one of the most elegant dances in the world, you know, where they barely move and, and suddenly they stop. When they stop, you know, you, you tremble because you feel that the man is sort of inside of her almost. And then he goes on. Crushingly lonely. Uh, I travel over 200 days a year. So I had this dream again that I've had as long as I can remember. I'm stuck in a vast, 
old Victorian hotel with endless rooms and hallways, trying to check out, but I can't. I spend a lot of time in hotels, but this one is menacing because I just can't leave it. Another part of this dream, always, where I'm trying to go home, but I can't quite remember where that is. <clears throat> Are you alone? I'm alone in this dream, yes. What I like about Buenos Aires in Argentina is that we take time to sit down and have lunch every day. Totally. Yeah, I'm always hungry. <laughs> and they finish lunch and they stay at the table for one hour more with their friends. And then they go to work where we have a siesta. Then a nap. And then a nap. Very important. Yeah. Totally, I'm on board with that. <laughs> on the outskirts of town, in the roaring summer heat, the fires still burn hot. The tempting miasma of meat fills the mid-afternoon air. On the Parisia, many parts of once-living things sizzle and char for the pleasure of those porteños who remain in town. Like Mariana, my new therapist. What? What? Wow. Wow. I don't think that's enough. Meat is king and fire. And we shall go hard in honoring the flame. God, I don't know where to attack this first. All of us, we call it achuras. Achuras. Kidney, right. sausage, which is chorizo, black sausage, which is the morcilla here. Mm. Mm. And this is the uh, famous intestine, right? Yes. After a week or two here, even confirmed carnivores like myself will fall to their knees, praying for a vegetable. So, is this normal, like, lunch for people? Yes. Tell me, what, what did you do during your time in Buenos Aires? Ate a lot of meat. Yeah. Do you have any vegetables in this country at all? You know, there are a lot of vegetarian people here. Yeah, right. And they... Chicken. And <laughs> <laughs> chicken is a vegetable, isn't it? Why is therapy so big in Argentina? Because, I mean, the country also has this uh, gaucho tradition, a very macho tradition. Yes, that's what therapy is for. They can do it there. They can. So it's okay. Yeah, it is okay. See, as New Yorkers, we tell each other, you tell strangers, all of your problems, we overshare. Well, people here don't overshare. No. I, f I feel like a, a Quasimodo, the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. If, if, if he stayed in nice hotel suites with high thread count sheets, that would be me. I feel kind of like a freak and I feel very isolated. I communicate for a living, but I'm terrible at communicating with people I care about. I'm good with my daughter. An eight-year-old is about my level of communication skills, so that works out. <laughs> oh, my God. That was just a vegetable course. Yes. Later, I'm gonna have a nap. That would be a porteño thing to do. Like yeah. after, yeah, have a nice... It's, not, it's, not, it's more like people from the, the provinces, from the... Right. Well, that's me. I'm a country. No, I'm not. I'm not a country boy. No, you're a city boy. I'm a city boy, but I do like naps. 
so regular people all summer long, you're stuck in Buenos Aires. What do you do? Go, go for a barbecue. Go out for dinner. So what's the best season, the best time of year for you? The best money, the best uh, business? That's in the summer. In the summer? In the summer, yeah, yeah. Now? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Because it's tourists. European people of the north, the right. States, Canada. Right, right. It's called, now they come into the summer. Right. All hail the waiter, the career server, that great disappearing species of proud, well-trained specialists, members of the service industry who trace their roots back to the great hotels of Europe and beyond into history. Those who remain, like this man Mario, we salute you. So how many years in the dining room? A lot. Yeah, I started in, when I was uh, 70 years old in a restaurant. 17? 17, yes. The people who work in the kitchen, one type of personality. The people in the dining room, you need to be more uh, sociable. I like very much to speak with whole people from the whole world. When mm -hmm. I speak in English, in German, I speak German very well, Italian, Portuguese. A friend of mine who's worked in the business a long time, he tells me, whenever a man comes into the restaurant with a woman, they never say, oh, Mr. No, so no, good no, to see you again. No, no, no. You don't know if the woman is his wife or someone else. And if you say, ah, oh, so good to see you again, they say, what do you mean again? I thought you said no, I've never, no, 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 you've never been here. I remember when I was 18 years old, I was uh, in a restaurant working, and a man with his wife and say, ah, oh, how are you, Dr. Rodriguez? Yeah. Always do you go to the nightclub? Ooh. That man won't kill. Right, big problem now. No, of course, no, never must, never must say this. <laughs> if you're a cheap tipper, by the way, or rude to your server, you are dead to me. You are lower than whale feces. <laughs> 20, 30 years ago, waiting was a profession. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Everybody learned certain skills. If you need to take bone out a fish, serve the fish at the table side. I make everything. Right. So steak flambe. Yeah. No problem. No problem, no. Right. Crepe Suzette? Crepe Suzette, of course. Uh, Every things I do it, yeah. All of this, of course. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, fold the napkins. Yeah, yeah, all, all that shit. I remember when I started in any room, it was five capitals. Six waiters, five assistant waiters, sommelier, assistant sommelier. It was like quite different. Nowadays it's more simple. All, all come in dish, they put them right. in here. Yeah. In France, no more. You don't see no it. More, no more, no. In the Michelin restaurants, you don't see it. Nowadays, the people are more simple, yeah. Because they're easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy, very easy. They say, keep me red wine, keep me white wine. No problem which one. This work was I doing as a waiter, slowly melting away. That's the finish, I suppose, 15 years or 20 years more, it's finished. To the old style. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life... Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. see themselves as? I mean, do they say, well, I'm Argentine, I'm from Argentina, or do they say, well, my people came from Italy, or my people came from... We are from Spain. The Porteño itself is uh, from another planet. <laughs> no, I'm Porteño. from Buenos Aires. I differ from anybody else. I tell stories for a living. I write books. Uh, I make television. A reasonable person does not believe that you are so interesting that people will watch you on television. I think this is evidence of a narcissistic personality disorder to start with. Do you think you had a narcissistic personality before you start to be in a like a public person or after that? Before, I think before. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I think always. So? So, it's nothing to be done. <laughs> I know that the morning many thoughts. Buenos Aires. You have, you know, the, the life of the musicians, which is very important, you know, the tango, all the artists, and you have sort of the corporate world, which is always boring. It, and on the other edge, you have in the very poor neighborhoods, all these hundreds of thousands of children that run behind a ball and they want to be soccer players. And they have a dream. It's all they have. And they know the faster they run, the harder they hit that ball, the better they move around it, maybe they will get it.
Chef, you do this all the time? Like uh, once a week. This late at night? Yes. <laughs> it's way too late for me. Restaurant subculture, depending on where you are, can revolve around a number of activities. Not all of them wholesome in my experience. The business is hard, the hours are long, the camaraderie intense. After a long day and night of work, the mind turns to soccer? Okay, this is a distinguishing feature I was frankly unprepared for. So everyone here work for you? Well, we have like two teams, you know? He's the chef of Le Grill. It's a parrilla. Yes. And close, like two blocks, we have Chila, and right. I'm the chef. So of course. And we have the two teams. Right. Chef Soledad Nardelli, along with her husband and business partner, owns and operates Chila Restaurant, where she still works the line. We, as a country, we are ignorant of our culture, traditions. We have a lot of products, not only meat. Un bife solo appunto, por favor. It's 1 a.m., and tonight it's a blood match between the crews of Chila and its sister restaurant, Le Grill. We share a lot of products with Peru, Bolivia, Brazil, Paraguay. We have the big influence of immigrants like Germans, Swiss right. people, Netherlands. So that is our identity. Rich traditions. Yeah. Do you want a drink? What do you have? Uh, uh, we have Farnet. Farnet. We've been drinking a little bit. Oh, good. <laughs> we are used to drink peritives, right. the digestives. Mm -hmm. It's good for your stomach. Right. You know? You know? So it's healthy. Yes. <laughs> I ain't playing no soccer. Alcohol and meat in tube form, however, are more familiar to me. The chorizos are homemade. 40% pork, 40% cow, and all the cuts are dry aged. So Sweet. So it's got some funk. Yeah. I don't know whether it's the television or the 30 years in the restaurant business. I, I just, I never understood how normal people lived. I was a chef. I worked all day. I hung out all night with other cooks, other restaurant people. You know, like I really love like barbecuing on vacation in the backyard. I love cooking for my daughter. I like doing these really normal, mundane things because I never got to do them before. So you've been in the restaurant business a long time? I started here in Buenos Aires. Right. Uh, 18 years ago. Right, but wait a minute. Cooking was not your original plan. What was the, the original plan? Law. Was law. Yes. Yeah. But why would you do such a foolish thing? I mean, there's no money in cooking most of the time. Back then, it was a business dominated entirely by men. I was I was not feeling good with myself, you know? Mm. Um, I said, maybe I, I'm going to be a really good lawyer, but I'm not going to be happy in my life. So right away, you said, OK, I'm going to cook. And you went to Bocuse to uh, Institute uh, Paul Bocuse? Yes, at the Ilion. Yes? Yes, it's a tough school. Yeah. Well, very, very traditional. For me, the experience of France was really hard. Oh, I can only imagine. You know, Latin American woman from Argentina speaking less, few French. I cry all night, call my mom, and she, she told me, like, Sole, go on. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I always said, when, when I have the opportunity of running my own kitchen, mm -hmm. I'm not, not going to repeat any of the things 
that they did to me. So, till now, I, I did it okay, you know? Good for you. You know, all these tough guys, they're all big babies anyway. Mm -hmm. Like the first women who came into kitchens when I started, back when it was all men, mm -hmm. one woman would come in and pretty soon all the guys are like going crying to them with their problems. It's like, you know, please be my mommy, you know, don't be, be you know, <laughs> tell me what to do, <laughs> what you know. <laughs> The delicious, delicious choripan is an iconic street food around here for reasons that are immediately obvious once you bite into one. Oh, that's good. I needed this badly. <laughs> this is Argentinian style. It's beer with Coke. Beer? No, that's wrong, man. No. <laughs> I'm old for this. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events. At this moment, the part of the protests that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that as long as that space doesn't prevent other people from pursuing their education. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. Who's here? It's summer, right? Uh, well, that's a very interesting question. class people that cannot go out for a holiday, right. they stay here make and they holiday. make a party happen in their own neighborhood. Carnival is different in Argentina, decidedly different. In every barrio in Buenos Aires, there are celebrations, with over a hundred murgas, as they're called, taking to the streets, traveling from barrio to barrio by bus, doing their thing. So they're like neighborhood teams? Yes, every neighborhood has one or two of these murgas, right. and they start in one neighborhood, and then go to another, and then go to another, and it's healthy competition between every neighborhood. guys are Murga Los Amantes. 
They are from La Boca, which according to the guidebook is an old industrial neighborhood in the Port District known for historic buildings and no small amount of crime. Parade, a block party? It's a little bit of each. This is not like Rio Carnival. Right. We have a huge parade with lots of money. Right. of different scenes, most of the meals, or I drive sports cars, I jump out of planes. But there are a few things that terrify me. Carnivals, I'm not a, I, I'm afraid of clowns. Hor horrified. People dancing, crowds. You know, I've lived a long life without ever going to Carnival in Rio or, or Mardi Gras. I, I, don't like it. There's something frightening about crowds, too. I mean, what if they all decide to do one thing at the same time? It starts as a party. Five minutes later, it's like Nazi Germany. Yeah. Well, it's a pity that you, you couldn't enjoy the whole carnival stuff. Yeah. Okay, this is perfect for me. I'm sitting down, I'm drinking beer. What it's all right, honestly. It has a common roots with Brazilian carnival and Uruguay carnival, but in each place took different way. In Brazil, it was more for the spectacle and uh, the lights. And here, it's more about the pride of the neighborhood.
this romanticism, this uh, sadness, this uh, love of sadness. What was it about the history of Argentina that allowed this to take root? From a difficult life. From a life, you know, living in a little room. But always with the glory and the dream of the night out. Of the man who has his beautiful hat for Saturday night. Then next morning, you know, reality is back. Who's left in the city? Who else stays? Who else stays? Well, construction workers. Construction workers. This building, it's a big one. Say 18 stories. Right. It's in the middle of Capital Federal, from the center of Buenos Aires. Right. So it's going to be an expensive building. So who's going to live here? I don't know, people with money. You know, how's the economy? The economy, it's crazy. It's uh, Some people doing good, some people not doing good. Yeah, the middle class has been disappearing. They tell me that everybody in Argentina sees a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Is this true? It's true. There's everybody? Yeah. Well, not everybody. People that can afford it. But... Right. So, let's go back to the first question I asked. What brought you here? I'd like to be happy. I'd like to be happier. I should be happy. I have, you know, incredible luck. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to, you know, look out the window and say, hey, life is good. And you don't? No. <laughs> I'm not going to get a lot of sympathy uh, for people, uh, frankly. I mean, I have the best job in the world, let's face it. I go anywhere I want, I do what I want. Look, that guy over there loading sausages onto the grill, that's, that's work. This is not so bad. It's all right. So I'll make it. Yeah. If people work hard like they do in construction, it is expected that they be well-fed. And in Buenos Aires, well-fed means... Yeah, you guessed it. How often do they do this? Once a week, on Fridays. Mm -hmm. They used to do it every day, but economic, you know, the meat, right. meat is really expensive. Expensive now. I always remember, you know, walking on the street and you just smell the... You smell it from the construction sites? Yes. Yeah. So most construction sites they do like this? Mm -hmm. Everyone. Nico, lead singer of Octophonic. Hola. Like nearly every porteño, Sweet. he knows good beef Gracias. and where to find it. Mm. It's good. Unless you work hard, you need a big hunk of meat. It's, uh, you know, from the low low chain of the meat, mm -hmm. but it really has a lot of fat and it's right. good for you. Yeah. He says that we need some wine, red wine. Yeah, right. I saw some construction sites that they have. They, they serve wine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I guess uh, the owners of this construction especially are strict about it. I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, of course. Thanks up on the top floor. Yeah. So where are most of these guys from? 
¿Son, ¿Son todos de acá ustedes? ¿O paraguayo también? ¿Vos sos paraguayo? We got one from Paraguay here. A lot from Argentina. From Buenos Aires or from outside of Buenos Aires? Usually from inside, from the provinces. And how long has the job lasted? I was asking and started one year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. How much work is there? A lot, a little? I mean, after this, another job? Tienen trabajo después de esto, no? Terminan este y van a otro? Yeah. I guess they jump from... From construction to construction. So they're working regular, always? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get back to work after having a... Yeah, I want to just want to go home and sleep. Mm -hmm. Just a few hours. And you're going now next to, to Rome. It's a, such a beautiful city. Now next, Brazil. Then to Japan. Nashville, Vietnam, Houston. You know, like there's the evil cheeseburger that sets me off, the, yeah. the evil hamburger. Suddenly I'm super depressed for days. It's like that with the good stuff, too. I have a couple of happy minutes there where I'm thinking, ah, oh, life is pretty good. Box, man, what's oh. in there? Here we have Amaro Obrero, which is like workman's bitter. Uh -huh. It's a kind of vermouth. Yeah, I'll have some of that. So, are you doing therapy? therapy, oh, I feel all better now. Yeah? All better. What do you think, how, how, how I mean, is there hope for me? Uh, wow. <laughs> oh boy, well, that's not, that doesn't sound promising. I think what is good is that you start thinking or keep thinking about what's wrong in your life, what do you want to change, and especially what do you feel you can't change? I was kind of hoping for a prescription for like morphine. <laughs> was this an unreasonable idea? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should, you should keep doing therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I, yeah, you're probably right. Yes, yeah. I love staying in Buenos Aires in summer when the streets are empty. 
I love this city. I was born here, this huge metropolis where a lot of cultures melt. People from all Latin America, people from Asia, people from Europe. The personality of Buenos Aires is made from the melt of cultures. When I get back to New York, I'll tell you, when you get off that plane, I'm gonna make myself a big salad. Excuse me, kid, what part of the language? All right, what do you say we get some sausages? Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.